Welcome to Walker Ministries, where we believe in the one new man, the one new man in Yeshua. Amen? We're a Bible-based study group. Amen? Because you are the church. You are the ecclesia. Amen. You are, you know what church just means, the called out one. Everybody think church means a building, but church means the called out one. Amen? That's y'all. So the, I think the foundation has been laid, the atmosphere is it has, right. It has, it the is. fake anointing of the enemy has been destroyed. <laughs> Amen. It has. So now the word can come forth because you have love in your heart. Amen. My goodness. Y'all ready? Y'all ready, ready to be taught? Glory, glory Amen. to God. Y'all look good. Amen. I really want to uh, recap last weekend. We had three days <laughs> of just being revived, restored, and revitalized. We had a Friday teaching from John Barton, which came from Colorado, which is pastor's business partner and one of his very close dear friend and brother in Christ. And he shared with us a teaching on the Holy Spirit. Uh, he, had, he taught on Friday. On Saturday, we had Women of War, mm -hmm. which was Woo. the matter of the heart. We had the men to come. <laughs> it was for everyone. So it was a, a very... Um, fulfilling weekend and also on Sunday John came back to follow up on teaching of the Holy Spirit and what I realized is and, and we had a we had a visitation but I'm not quite sure if we all realized that we had a visitation it was like a three-day revival but we didn't announce that we were having a three-day revival for those who were able to come all three days, you would really have experienced God's manifested presence. And then again, for some who did come, you may or may not have experienced that. So that's what we're going to talk about. What really happens when we think we have an encounter or the visitation from Holy Spirit? Amen. Did we or didn't we? Can you discern that? What happened or what what just happened now, the last half an hour, and yeah. in our praise, and in our prayer, and in our worship? What did you really experience when the word was being read? Were you just hearing words? Did it mean anything to you? Did it change anything in your mind and in your spirit, your way of thinking? And so we're really going to dig into that and just for a uh, a topic's sake, I have a topic here, and it's called A Revealed Period in Time, the Glory. Mm. A Revealed Period in Time, the Glory. And the reason I'm talking about the glory is because we know so little about the glory. We'll say glory to God, but do you know what you're actually saying when you say Glory. Do you have any insight when you say glory to God or I just experienced the glory? We have really no clue whatsoever when we say the word glory. So let's dig, it a, little, dig it a little deeper about the glory. Get ready. First of all, the church is in grave danger because we're unable to live in our accordance with our higher calling. The church, I repeat it again, is in grave danger because we're unable to live in accordance with our higher calling. 
And what is our higher calling? Our higher calling is to be in the presence of the Lord. We were created in an environment which is his presence. You were created, the environment that you're supposed to live in is in the presence of God. Mm. The environment, just like a fish, his environment is water. He cannot live outside of water for so long. Your environment is the presence of God. That's real good. The glory. (laughs) (laughs) So sadly to say, this morning about 10,000 or so Christians are gathering in the name of Jesus. And thinking that they are experiencing his presence. Hmm. But many are void of the presence of God. They're experiencing what is considered to be Ichabod. Heard of that before? (laughs) The glory has departed. (laughs) They are experiencing an environment where the glory of God has departed, but they are not aware of it. They're coming and they're raising their hands and they're praying and they're praising and reading the Holy Scripture and they're in an atmosphere considered to be known as Ichabod. The glory has departed. When the glory departs, We are disconnected from the presence of God, and we're in the process of dying. Mm. We're in the process of dying because of our lack of knowledge and understanding of God's glory. We don't understand his glory. We don't have knowledge of his glory. So let's see what really is the glory. Amen? Amen. I want Al to go, first of all, to our foundation scripture, and then we will define the glory, we'll define his presence, and we'll define faith and quite a few other things. But we're going to go to our foundation scripture, which is Romans 3.23. And keep in mind, as he's going to Romans 3.23, your experience, whether it was last weekend or whenever you thought you were in the presence of God, were you really in the presence of God? Romans 3.23. Short of the glory of God. Real short scripture, right? Mm-hmm. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I think for most of us, that's a very familiar scripture, right? Yep. Do we know what it means? All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Because the fall of Adam, all have sinned. And have come short of being and walking in the presence of their original environment, his glory. Amen. Have you heard that before? Mm. All have sinned and fallen short of being in the presence of our God, his glory. Yeah, that, that script has been misused. We've lost our ability to walk in his manifested presence. Mm. We've lost the ability to do that. 
We're in the place where you see great faith, but you don't necessarily feel the glory. You see great faith. People talk of great faith, but you don't see the glory. You don't see the manifested glory, the manifested presence of God. You don't see the healing. You don't see the limbs growing out. You don't see people being set free anymore because they've lost the ability to walk in his manifested presence, mm. the glory. Think about it. We must learn to discern what realm we're in. Are we in the faith realm or are we in the glory realm? What, what level are you at? Are you discerning whether I'm in faith or am I in the glory? I'm talking about something that I just believe, but I have not yet conceived. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak out of because our words were originally created to have a response. That's right. Your words that you speak originally were created for a response. Just like God himself says, let there be light. And there was a response. When you speak, there should be a response. Oh. But because we have sinned and have fallen short of God's glory of our original environment, our words no longer have a response. Go ahead. You're just in a place of faith, of confession. And not declaration of what you're declaring. Because when you declare, you frame what is not to be to be. For you are a spirit because God is a spirit. Now, we are to discern this atmosphere that we were experiencing. Were we in faith or did we experience the glory? This is why many times you leave out and you you come back, you leave, you come the same, and you leave the same. Mm -hmm. Because you had nothing to do with your faith. What it had to do with was that you never enter into the glory. Stop me anytime, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you said a whole lot right there. You said a whole lot right there. And um, I just, just got to keep connecting because... They're thinking, well, was I in faith or was I in glory? Mm -hmm. What is that? You know? I thought I was in faith. Yeah. And it's good to be, you have to be in both. That's right. But you can't stay in one and not the other. They work together. Mm, there you go. Amen? That's right. Give you an example, the faith realm. In faith, your gifts are not working at their maximum. Your gifts. In faith, your gifts are not working in their maximum. In the glory, they're working in their maximum. Prime example. Speak about the gifts. Speaking in tongues and then interpretation. You have two. You have to have two gifts to equal the one. So it means that your giftings are not working at its maximum, at 100%. Because this is what we say. We say that when you speak in tongues... Now, the interpretation with them both combined now is the utterance of prophecy. There you go. And that tongue That's was faith. for the edification of the body. Of Christ, right. That's right. Not for the 
yourself, building yourself up mm -hmm. in your most holy faith. You are being a vessel that God is using with the anointing that's on your life to, to now exhibit those giftings, but they don't work at the maximum. This is why you have to have two to work at the maximum for prophecy. But when you're in the glory, it has nothing to do with your faith. Fairlene said, what? When you're in the glory, when you're in the presence of God, it's none of your effort. God himself shows up and he do it without you. Through the utterance, you prophesy at your maximum. Because it's not of your effort, nothing to do with your faith. It's because you're in the presence of God and God is simply is. God is simply is. Mm -hmm. And when God comes on the scene, immediately prophecy, healing, and then you can declare and speak, and, and any limbs that weren't there, they can grow out because you're in the glory. You're in his presence. In his presence, there is no need that cannot be fulfilled. Okay. Such as what happened last Sunday with Brenda that came. Exactly. So what happened was we had a young lady that came. Uh, she was looking for church. She was just driving around looking for church. She said, I, I need prayer. She wasn't looking for money, and, and she needed money. She, you could tell that she was in need, but her greater need was prayer. And this was after service. We were all ready to go. We Wait were after. good time. We were ready to go. It was like 3.30, time to go. And she came running to the front. I need prayer. I need prayer. She, she has cancer. Uh, she a tumor had throat. a tumor in her throat, uh, has, uh, lesions on her face. Mm -hmm. She had a feeding tube. She, I mean, the list just goes on. Mm -hmm. And she said, but I just, I, I, I know God, I believe, but I just need someone to agree with me. I need prayer. We prayed for her. She said, tomorrow I go to chemo. She went to chemo. She said, if the Lord's willing, I'll be back here Tuesday. She came back Tuesday. And then the lump and growth in her throat, the doctor said, had, had really minimized extremely. After prayer. So After just prayer. come on Amen. now. And Let that name is here. healing. That's right. And healing, healing. Amen. That's what happened. Amen. But it's not it's not Amen. you. And God is just that worthy. He's just that worthy, but you just don't know it. You don't know how good he is. It will have to be you that had a lump in your throat. But because she's not here today, you praising him, praising Amen. in her stead. Amen. Amen. And, and the thing of it is, church had been over probably an hour. But because of the teaching and what he taught on, not yeah. just the gifting, yeah. but he also said he taught on the fruit of the Spirit. Yes, he did. So most of the time you just hear the teaching on tongues mm -hmm. or the gift of the Spirit, but never the fruit. Love, peace, joy, happiness, all that. You never hear about the fruit. So in the combination of both, mm -hmm. and the glory and the kabat was still here. So why don't I sense them? Matter of fact, she went to two other churches, yeah. and they wouldn't even pray for her. They wouldn't pray for her. They wouldn't even pray for her. Hold on. They wouldn't yeah. even pray for her. Right. The church, the yeah. body of Christ. Because she probably didn't look the part. She looked like common folks. Looked like it, she probably had nothing to offer the you church. You saw the legion on her face. You wouldn't have touched her, but God right. loves her. Mm -hmm. And what he needs to have is some people on this earth that really flow in the love. So the gift don't mean anything unless you have love. Amen. You can have all nine of them, but if you have not love as your foundation, 
That's what heals her is the love. I mean, imagine that. You going to the doctor, you sitting in the chair right now. You got a visible lump in your throat, a tumor. Mm-hmm. And she go back the next day, the very next day, come back in on Tuesday. That was Sunday. She went Monday, came back in here Tuesday. And she said it was just about gone. She said it ain't gone yet. But God said when I heal your hands on the sick, he said they shall recover. Recover, amen. So that's a time period. So we were in faith, in the glory. God manifested. You don't don't get it. This is what happens, Pastor, is that because we were in faith, there's recovery. Amen. But when you're in the glory, huh. it's absolute immediate healing. Amen. Because you're in the presence of God. You're in the, when you're in, this is why you want to walk in, thrive in, live in the glory every day. Amen. Amen. And it's possible. It is. It is possible. So we're talking about a revealed period in time, the glory. The glory happens in a revealed period of time. It has to be revealed to you that, wait a minute, this is not a normal service. This is the glory. Amen. This is not just praise and worship. This is not just the word coming forth. Wait a minute, I need to discern what period of time this is. What dispensation is this in the spirit? Is this faith or is this the glory? Amen. This is what you need to do continually. And it depends on you. You as the people, you determine the atmosphere. Not the pastor. Not the pastor, not the teacher. Not the worship We don't leader. determine the atmosphere. You, you do. do. You have to place a demand on the vessel that's speaking. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she placed a demand on Christ. If I could she just demand touch her healing. Of his, if I could just touch it, I'd be made whole. She had already, listen, she already had corresponding action to her mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. I Amen. show you my faith by my works. Amen. Amen. You got to do something. So a revealed period in time, you have to see mm. that this is the time for the glory. Amen. And you can create it. <laughs> the problem is that with our faith, we're trying to provoke and manufacture and manufacture the glory. Mm. You can't manufacture. This is what happened. You have to be stirred up. Yep. It has to be a word that, that's applicable to your situation. You coming out is a better day and this is a double and quadruple year and all that. So you got to be stirred up that God is good. And oh, oh, clap your hands. Oh, you people with a voice of triumph. And so see, you got to be stirred up like you had a pep rally. The team is going to win. You have to be reminded that you're on the winning team. It's all, you're God is won. good. Say he's good. Yes, he is. Now, touch your neighbor. So you have to be stirred up. And then you're only stirred up, but you're not receiving from the glory. From the glory cloud, you are only in your flesh being stirred up. Teach, and you're on. in the faith room. You're not in the glory room. Amen. A revealed period in time. The glory. I love that. God is so good. So let's go to our supporting scripture here. It's Genesis 28, 15 through 16, Amplified. And behold, I am with you and will keep watch over you with care. Take notice of you wherever you may go 
and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done all of which I have told you. And Jacob awoke from his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Mm. He awoke from his sleep. He was afraid and said, How to be feared and revered in this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gateway to heaven. I'll read this again. And behold, I am with you mm. and will keep, watch over you with care, take notice of you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I've done all of which I've told you. You have to realize, did God really say that? The word of God, did he really say that? That's, that's your battle, is that did God say it? I'm reading it, but did God say that? Do I believe God said that? And Jacob awoke from his sleep. This is what has to happen. You need to awake from your sleep, your slumber. This is why that song was so good. Awake us again, shake us in the spirit. Awaken our anointing. Our mind from being our thoughts of dead thoughts. My soul speaking dead things. Awake us from that. He said, and when he was awakened, he said, surely the Lord was in this place and I didn't know it. Surely his presence and everything that I needed was here and I missed it. Because God is. God is. When I, we say God is, he's everything that you need. Everything that you need was here and you missed it. Because you couldn't discern the glory, his on, presence. They're waiting on goosebumps, you know. They're waiting on the chill to come down their back. <laughs> they're waiting for a physical reaction to mm -hmm. something that's spiritual. That's right. The, hello, you're waiting on a physical response to something that's spiritual. That's right. He goes on to say, I was afraid, and I said, how I fear and reverence this place. How I fear and respect the glory. Amen. I fear, I acknowledge, I honor and respect the glory. He said, this is no other than the house of God, and this is the gateway to heaven. When you are in the presence of God, that is your gateway to speak and to declare what is not to be to be. What is not in your life that you need to be? Declare it in the glory. And what's in there that don't need to be? Mm -hmm. God had moved on. And this is what happened. From our last experience of the weekend, we were... You know, we were restored, revitalized, and the word was good. But things happen in the glory. Things are revealed about you in the glory. So much is going on. There's exposure in the glory. But then what happens for us is that we try to go back to our last experience. But God's glory moves. It doesn't stay in one place. It moves. His presence is omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time, but his manifested glory is not everywhere. Amen. 
You could have decided to go to another place to worship today. And the glory, his manifested glory wouldn't be there, but his presence is there. His presence is everywhere. And the Lord is, the Lord was in that place. Yes, that's a true statement because the word of God says he's omnipresent. He is everywhere. everywhere. But his manifested presence, his glory is not. This is why he says, you go from glory to glory. And that if, if that's the case, then that means that his glory moves. Mm. Amen. And this is why Jacob missed it, because he said, surely he was in this place. Mm -hmm. It moved. Mm -hmm. He missed the opportunity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and faith glory. to faith. Because sometimes you ain't in faith. faith. Amen. So when Jacob awoke, all he had was the residue of the visitation. And in that residue of the visitation, this is what happened with our spirit. This is why sometimes you have people come in. I love the way Cindy came in. She came in praising God. And for the natural part of us, even with us being Christians, we're looking at people who shout to God like they strange. What you doing? Why are you looking at me? And we have the same father. We're on the same team, supposed to do the same thing. You're looking at me like I'm, I'm off in left field. This is why I'm supposed to be over here screaming. Mm. This is where I'm supposed to be exalting God. Why aren't you? Mm. And he said with a loud voice of triumph, of victory. He just said, whisper to me. Yeah, he he said with a loud voice of triumph, of victory. And I'm sure when you watch your team today, you're going to have a loud voice, some of you. you know because are. that's what you do. Mm -mm. And that's what we do is because we have a loud voice of praise and victory for our God and who we are. So anyway, <laughs> we could go someplace with, with this, that one. this residue of the visitation is this, is that without the revelation, there is no acceleration of the, I'm going to say this slow, because <laughs> you'll miss it. it. Without the revelation, there is no acceleration of the manifestation. Without the revelation, there's no acceleration of his manifestation in your life. So what happens is this, <laughs> is that if I'm teaching a pastor, teacher, whoever the, the leader is that's teaching, and they're not teaching out of revealed word, there's no acceleration mm. for your growth, nor for the manifestation of his glory. So if, if you're in a place to where a person is not consistently revealing God, Amen. there's no revelation. Plus, there's no acceleration of his manifestation of his glory. Show me your glory. Again, if I'm just a theologian, I go to study, and you have people who are very articulate in the word of God, and they have gone, gone through all their theologian teaching, and I've done some of that myself, but that's not what I boast in. I boast in the Lord of the instruction that I get from his divine nature that he imparts in me directly from his spirit. Amen. That's what I boast in. Got an amen over there. That's what Paul said. Yes, yeah, so if I have no understanding of what has been revealed, and then I come and share with you my own interpretation, Go ahead. I'm not revealing Christ to you. Mm. So without Christ being revealed, every time you hear the word of God, there's no acceleration in your growth. Plus, you're 50 and 60-year-old at the same state that you were probably at when you were 16. 
So keep in mind, your spirit acts out the atmosphere. Amen. Your spirit acts out the atmosphere. So let's say you come in this morning and just not, I'm just not a person who normally is vocal and I don't really raise my hand. I don't kind of acknowledge God the way that he tells me. I kind of do it my own way. So what happens is that your spirit receives that as your will. Mm. And your spirit then creates that atmosphere. Hands down, your spirit does, not your body. Because you have given your spirit your will as being, I will not extend my hand. I will not shout with a loud voice. I will not do what he has commanded me to do. So the spirit, even though it's your recreated human spirit, it follows your will. Mm. And then your spirit creates that atmosphere. Right around you. It's dry. This, this, this church ain't got nothing going on. The word ain't coming forth. Now why? Because your, your. spirit has created that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's dependent upon your spirit. That's so good. Who's you spirit? can't live your spirit. You can't <laughs> live in a residue of what has happened last week. That's right. And now if you pull on or you place a demand, we're supposed to place a demand on the fivefold. Come on. You're supposed to leave your home expecting the manifestation of his glory. You're supposed to leave home with that expectation. And because you don't, you don't get it. Leave home with the expectation. You create, your spirit creates the atmosphere. Because your spirit places demand on it. And if that person who's teaching still not releasing, then they're not walking in love. They're walking in their flesh. And they're no longer themselves walking in the manifested presence of God, him or herself. Thus, you can't demand anything out of that person except what's in them. And if that's no longer in them, you can't get it. Mm. Amen. 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 Can we so, is, yes, Pastor? Can we, can we put like a pin there? And Because what you just said, we're experiencing here. And they need to know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Saturday all the way to Tuesday or the last or the previous Tuesday before. Mm-hmm. Because he does show and he does when you do put a demand on that. Uh, when we was praying last Tuesday, when we were praying um, or the Tuesday before, and I told y'all, you see, you got to understand something about intercessive prayer. When you begin to intercede and you get into the throne room because your heart, that's where it is, you, you, God can now speak. You can now pray what is on the mind of God mm-hmm. and the will of God. So remember when I was praying, I said, keep praying harder. Y'all got to go in. Mm-hmm. God's going to give me something else to give to you. Manifestation of his presence. Amen. Same thing when our brothers were back there in the back and we had, and that was Saturday. Each time there was a different anointing from Friday to Saturday mm-hmm. to Sunday. That's right. It wasn't the same. That's it was right. a different because mm-hmm. of different hearts, different mm-hmm. needs. Or whatever. And our brother Adam was a, a prime candidate. And what happened was God manifested himself in words of wisdom yeah. and words of knowledge, which mm-hmm. we don't even, everything is prophecy. Right. But a word of <laughs> wisdom and a pr- word of knowledge. And the things that he revealed to Adam back there through me, through, that's just the vessel, mm-hmm. it was everything. Everything that he had written on his board. See, we got to understand there's a manifestation of his spirit. Mm-hmm. This is what we don't get in church. Right. Everybody's probably like, you need a car. Yep, you probably do. Yeah. 
Yep, you need a house. Yep, you, you need a night bill paid. Yep, that's probably true. Right. But when you go and God give you something for that person, and he has it already written down, he wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And you give him, you don't know what's on the wall, and you give him word for word what is on his wall in prayer, in the manifestation of what was happening. It was so much, he was about to fall off over there. And then your younger brother as well, the same thing, word of wisdom that he needed. And it's just that we are not used to seeing yes. or, or in his presence mm-hmm. what's really going on. But he put, he placed, Adam placed a demand, he on, placed your a demand on, on your anointing. He placed a demand on it mm-hmm. because he, he won't, he's playing on the keyboard and we had everybody mm-hmm. up here. Mm-hmm. But what he said pulled me back there. Then when I pulled me back there, I began to speak what he had already mm-hmm. written on the word, word for word. Amen. And I don't, I don't know what he got on there, but we have, now, you're doing a great job teaching. <laughs> but we don't recognize, yeah. we don't recognize that anointing. Yeah, and you have to come, you have to come with a great high expectation of a de- placing a demand on the five-fold ministry. This is why the five-fold looks, get, the Christian look like as if we're a joke. Strange. You know why? Because it's no power. No discipline to live out the life. You're a joke. Some, not, not you particularly, but it's just overall. <laughs> you know, it's because you don't place a demand on the shepherd, on the evangelist, on the teacher, on the, on the apostle. You don't, you don't place a demand on it. But when you do, your life will change. But you have to know that. You say, uh, okay, I don't, I don't know how to work. So I don't, you know, it's. This whole thing about God, I you know, I know he's God and he's supposed to be good, but I really don't have a relationship with him. How do I have a genuine relationship with him? That's the question. How do I really do that? Not a because I've seen so many counterfeits. I want the real. And to get the real, and a real experience, Hodge, is simply this. I want a true relationship with my creator. And I'm going to place a demand on the anointing Amen. of the spiritual leader of this house. And see, don't your life change. See, don't your life change. See, don't I call you. <laughs> and Our talk to spirit you. pastor yeah. has a memory. Go ahead. It memorizes and keeps atmospheres Go ahead. available to repeat again. So, come, you, you come to atmosphere from whatever day is nothing you thought was dead, dragged. So, you come, your spirit remembers that. And they come in, you sit, kind of hold your hands because that's the last atmosphere you created. And your, your spirit remembers that and it repeats that again. And you, then you start looking at everybody else like they're crazy. Why is they jumping all around and screaming? It's so naughty in here. Mm. Do it take all day? Why am I irritated with the way that we are supposed to be living? Because your spirit recreate the previous atmosphere. Amen. I gave him Revelation chapter five eleven. Learn to discern when heaven is open over you. Now that's good. Learn over who? to discern when over who heaven is over you. Mm. 
So you could be sitting in that chair, it's right there over you, Amen. but not over you. Or it could be back there in the back, but not over this side over here. Amen. I got you. When Lily was praising God, it, See, we don't, we don't for, me, for me, Pastor, I was, she took me in another level with my creator mm -hmm. and my worship. Yeah. And I began to just weep. It was nothing about the music. I couldn't hear the music anymore. Only thing, her spirit was leading me in a new place of praise. Amen. And I could only weep. And I was hearing God. And I, I was hearing God as to what to pray over her. And that he was showing me things. And you begin to hear God. But, so with your natural ear, you can't go in the supernatural. Mm -mm. Are you living a supernatural life naturally? Or natural life, supernaturally. Uh-uh. You messed them up on that one. It's something to think about. We have to give God his rightful place in our lives. Give him his rightful place. Not when you think you need him and then you want him right here beside you. You're my real God and front God and my protector and you know, battles already won God. When you're in fin a financial uh, state, you, you, whatever, oh, you have the these... Just trials and tribulation, things that really bring you to your knees and you, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to pray. You don't even know how to frame words anymore for your life. But put him in his rightful place in your life. And um, the gentleman that we used to listen to, Stearman. Yeah, Gary Stearman. Gary Stearman. He normally would say at the end of his closing of his teaching, I'm Gary Stearman. Keep looking up. What do you mean by that? Keep looking up, you know? All right, look to heaven. What? The scripture. Keep looking up. But the revelation, revelation for me for the keep looking up is this, is that when obviously anyone have been on the plane before, when you initially take off, you can feel all what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But when you ascend so many thousand miles up in. About in 3,200 feet. 3,200, well, just who would really know carrying that information, but 3,200 feet, all right? You have no Thousands. sense Thousands. of what's going on below. Matter of fact, things feel real smooth until you get some kind of turbulence, but you, you feel real good about where you're at. But when you start to descend, you mm -hmm. can feel what's going on in the earth, meaning... In your life, when you keep looking down, when you keep looking earthly, when you keep looking earthly at your situation and your circumstances, you feel, you take hold of, you owner, you take ownership of all of your troubles because you're looking and hearing earthly. But when you ascend, when you look up, when you look into the word of God, when you ascend, Dave, you have no consciousness, Hodge, of what's going on earthly. I don't have a consciousness, Lala, of what's going on or what troubles I'm feeling, Dina, at all because I'm not earthly bound. I'm heavenly bound. <laughs> I'm ascending. I'm looking up. up. You have to. Can you imagine being in all of chaos and trouble or all the worst trouble you can think of and not to be conscious of it. That's why when you're on that high tightrope up on the don't look down. 
They tell you don't look right. down. Don't look down. Because when you look down, now you fear. And you're going to stumble and fall. That's right. And you're going to crash and burn. I know, Stop Dave, right? <laughs> Stop looking down. Not only am I falling, I'm crash burning. There you go. Right? There you go. Keep looking up. You look up, you're going to be all right. But the minute you look down, there you go. That's it. The moment you step out of the word of God, go ahead. you become earthly bound. Boom. You can't seem to stop sinning. <laughs> I don't care how much I go to my spiritual leader. They can't help you. I'll pray for you. I know what the word of God commands me to do. But Paul says, what I should be doing, I, I don't do. And what I shouldn't be doing, I always find myself doing because evil is always present. And why? It's because I'm outside of the word of God. If I was not outside the word of God, I wouldn't be conscious of that. You're supposed to have your life hid now with Christ. And in Christ, there is no, finish it. There is no what? No sin. They won't quite show that. It's okay. In Christ. <laughs> In Christ, in Christ, there is no sin. And your life should be hid with him. Keep this in mind. There is a level of revelation, understanding, and reverence necessary for you to carry the Ark of the Covenant. There is a level of revelation, understanding, and reverence necessary for you to carry the Ark of the covenant to carry his presence. You have to be at a certain point of revelation and understanding and reverence of him to carry his presence. This is why what you shouldn't be doing, you, you're doing. You always find yourself doing. Even in your thoughts, even if you don't act them out, they are done because they're done in your heart. Mm. And you find yourself doing that because you're not at a place of a revelation of your creator and who you are in him. You don't know who you are. You still have allowed other people to define you. Your religion defines you. Mm. Not your relationship with your creator. Your religion. Your religion. Go ahead, say that one. Your tradition defines you. The world system defines you but your creator doesn't define you because you don't have revelation of him you have knowledge of him but you don't have a and there's not a unveiling right. of your new creation your new created human spirit you have no inkling of how I'm really supposed to live now and how I'm supposed to look and how I'm supposed to dress and what's my character how can I have a relationship? How can I be my mother's daughter and I have none of her characteristics? How can that be? How can I say I'm hurt? I'm an orphan, a bastard child. I have no parents. Mm. Because I cannot seem to identify anything with my creator he is love he's kind he's patient he's long suffering I don't have any of these attributes but I say 
that he's my creator. I think if maybe I, out of tradition, if I dress the way that I'm supposed to dress, I'll look holy. Mm. <laughs> you know what? And I'll talk holy. But he says, you deny the power within. Mm. You have to learn how to carry the presence of God yourself. Amen? Amen. There are a few examples of God's uh, glory, his presence throughout the Bible. Uh, normally it was done through offerings of sacrifice and the, the glory of God would come in, in the temple and in a form of a thick cloud would fill the temple of God and the, the priest couldn't stand to continue with the service. It's just throughout and w when we're in the presence of the Lord, we go from glory to glory. So let's define real quickly mm -hmm. glory of God or Shekinah or Kabod. Uh, we can get into various terms of the Hebrew uh, meaning of words and I guess our traditional churchy um, term, Shekinah. <laughs> Shekinah glory. It has over 25 meanings of glory. Mm. The Hebrew meaning is weight, splendor, abundance, honor, glorious. The Old Testament meaning describes the individual's wealth, the power, the majesty of a person, recognition, their might, and so-called even the knowledge of a person, their glory. We ascribe glory to people based on their wealth. You honor and respect a person in a certain kind of way because of their wealth. And that means that you see a certain glory on them. Donald Trump. You say we think about his money. Mm -hmm. You don't see nothing else. You just think of that's what you think about him. So what's the simplicity mm -hmm. of the glory? The simple meaning of the glory is the glory of God is the manifestation, presence of God. That is a simple definition of glory. It's his presence. It's considered to be an environment, an atmosphere of heaven, the glory. Mm -hmm. I love this. It's the invasion of God's reality into your human experience. It's heaven invading earth. That's the glory. Mm -hmm. It's the very essence of all that he is, the glory. So when you're in the presence of God, you have the weight of all that he is upon you. Mm. The weight of all that he is is upon you. This is why people say it's, it just feels so heavy. It's the weight of all that God is. That's why it should be never pointed where you're in the presence of God and you don't receive what you need because he's all that you need. The glory is considered a moment in time a moment in time. It's something that can be seen. The glory can be seen. The glory is also considered to be a armament, a heavy armament. The glory is considered to be almost like a shield, a sword, the glory. The battle is a battle that's covering you. That's why the fight is already won. <laughs> he is the shield. He's the sword that's over you. 
the glory. Amen. The battle has already been won. I was telling Pastor the other day when he was praying, I said I could, I could see victory. And it's, and it's good because God confirms himself in the word, not that I had read it before, but it's a knowing and understanding when God revealed more of himself to you, you get an understanding of how to hear him Amen. and perceive his voice. And so when Pastor was praying, I, I saw a war. I saw a battle. And I said, when you prayed, you had already prayed. When you were praying, before I could audibly hear you pray, you had already prayed. I said, it's like a wheel in the middle of a wheel. I said, I used to couldn't understand that scripture, wheel in the middle of a wheel. Why did when God says something, it's the insight of the word is in the word itself. <laughs> and so when he was praying, I could see God warring over the words so that they would come to pass. And I could hear, I could spiritually hear the prayer before he audibly prayed. Because what happens, and it proves because in the word of God, is that when the glory is here, so I'm confirming what, what happened to me that other night, Pastor, okay. is that when the glory is present, Holy Spirit speaks an utterance through the person before you hear it. So the prayer is already prayed. It really is. That's why things in the glory is already done. It is. You have to wait for it. You're not in a time of recovery. It's now. It's instant in the glory. Jaconah or his presence. We talked about uh, omnipresent, but we talking about the manifested presence is, is not everywhere. We already spoke about that earlier. But you can only experience this when he is worship in spirit and truth and he is being revealed continually. Amen. Again, for to experience the glory, you have to worship him in spirit and in truth and he has to be revealed to you. More of him have to be revealed to you. More and more of him have to be revealed to you. This is why you go from glory to glory mm -hmm. and faith, faith to faith, faith because more of him continually is being revealed to you. You can't stay in that one place. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a circumstance or a situation in your life that's going to require the glory. Go ahead. So let's discuss the three dimension of the supernatural. Mm. Faith. Hebrew 11.1. 1. Not going to necessarily go there, but we're going to really talk about faith, what it is, how it operates. I'm not going to give you the Christian churchy response. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I just said I won't give it to you and I gave it to you. Sure did. <laughs> faith is outside your, your immediate experience. It's outside of your experience. Mm. It's outside of your natural experience, faith is. It's the ability to believe beyond your natural senses. And why do we keep trying to reason in the supernatural? Mm. It is the legal entrance into the supernatural, ending at the beginning. It brings what is not what you're waiting for to happen. 
at the end. He brings it to the beginning. What you're waiting on to happen, he bring it to the very beginning. Just like his word. He said, in the beginning was the word of God. Then you go to the book of Revelation. And Revelation is the end of the book. Genesis mm-hmm. is the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning was Revelation. He brings. This is how God speaks. Mm-hmm. You can tell like, huh? He give. He talks like this. He give you the insight in the word itself in the same word. I'm like, how am I supposed to understand that? A wheel in the middle of a wheel. He wants you to go deeper. Not ascension knowledge, but revelation knowledge. That's really good right there. Faith gives substance to things hoped for and demonstrate provable reality to things unseen. It's the subatomic particle that we can't see, but you know is real, Hmm. such as light. Hmm. Subatomic particle that you can't see with the eye, but you know it's there. Faith. The anointing. It's the power to accomplish the purpose of God in our lives. You're anointed according to your purpose. When you find your call, you find your anointing. When you find your call, you find your anointing. Say that one more time because people need to know. When you find your call, you find your anointing. Mm. And I was asked uh, by my former um, spiritual leaders that, what do you believe God has called? Well, first of all, I love what he asked. He said, "Um, what do you think God delivered you from beyond sin? That was the first thing. Beyond sin. this overall sin, what was the sin that had you bound? That principality that was over you. Yeah, the principality that was hovering over my life. That strong man. Yeah. Okay, because so we, okay, we, 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 okay. we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> don't you know enough is enough? <laughs> and for me, I didn't think about it. I said, wow. And when you've been doing something so long, you don't realize it was wrong. Go ahead. It becomes a part of your life. And it seems right. I said, wow, I thought about it. I said, pride. Mm. I thought it was just me being my confidence. I thought I'm just a very confident person who I am. And I'm, I'm somebody. Nobody can tell me I'm somebody. Yeah, I was somebody when I was born. And you don't have to tell me I'm a great person. I'm great. My boss don't have to tell me don't. I know this. <laughs> That's pride. And I didn't realize that. It wasn't confidence, it was pride. Mm-hmm. And the word of God says, I set myself in battle array against the proud. I'm hostile to you. Mm. And everything that you try to make work good in your life is going to be the thing that turn out the worst in your life. You are not in control. Guess what? You're not in control of your life. So that you pride, think you are. So that pride pulls you from the presence of God. Amen. Like Satan. Yes, that was his. Mm. I mean, come on! I had to had to sin that Satan fell from pride. Yeah, for pride real. was his thing. I guess. And what happens with pride is that we are saying the same thing. thing. With pride, you take you try to dispose God from His throne. That's what you do. You're saying mm. I will ascend 
above the most high God. My way because is better. You have made go ahead and preach, Pastor. My way is better. My thoughts are better. Yes. I trust me and not you. Exactly. I'm gonna lean on to my understanding and not yours. That's right. That's pride. I will make my decision I for my life. Say, ah, that's right. All right. See, Satan had five. Mm -hmm. He had five eyes, which he tried to manufacture. What's the number of grace? Mm -hmm. So what he tried to do is have a false grace. Wow. That's deep right there. He had five eyes. I will do this and I will do that. Mm -hmm. Trying to manufacture the false grace. That's, that's something deep. else. He, he's all, and he uses, he uses the number one thing, mm -hmm. pride against you. Because I know you'll be in, I know that what it does. I know that I'm falling. He knows he's defeated. He knows this. He knows the end of the book. We act like we don't. Wow. That's we, why you're in fear. Because you act like you don't know the end of the book. You win. We have to have a voice in the spirit. Come on. We have to have a voice in the spirit you cannot be a copycat and when i say copycat you can't ride on the anointing of someone else go ahead say that and now. try to mimic them you have to have your own voice in the spirit mm. there's no apostle greater than you there's no teacher. There's no other five-fold mystery. There's no one. That's why he says there's no one. Who's greatest where the apostle was arguing about who's the greatest in the kingdom? That's what they were saying. Definitely not you because you asked. <laughs> we are looking to be great in the kingdom of God, and he is the great one. He is the mighty one. So we really have to have our own voice in the spirit. And doing so, you won't feel that, oh, I, I'm, I, I don't matter. You know, where do I fit in? Uh, what should I do in church? You, you hear praise, worship, intercede, pray. And the list goes on. What should I do? What can I find my hand to do? Oh, clap your hands, all you people. There you go. <laughs> have a voice they in the spirit. They don't think that's good enough. Defining the glory of God. We were made for God. We were made for him. Say that. He created his presence as our environment, as we talked about earlier. And when we're not in his presence, we, we are in the process of dying. We become depressed. We're outraged. We're angry. You got all these negative things going on. <laughs> Just a horrible, uh, cha chaotic confusing life when we're not in the presence of God. and But he says, run to me. Repent. Quickly repent and run to me. That's all you got to do. And because he's such a loving God, knowing that you was going to do what you did before you did it, and had already forgiven you before you did it. Come on, say that. Just return back to me, backslider. Mm. Mm. I'm married to you. Mm. We have to get back to our original environment. And our original environment is the presence of God. That's so good. We are approaching three minutes before our time. I'm a person of time, so I'm just going to really uh, kind of recap a few things here. or just I really want to talk about how do we get back to our heavenly environment, just real quick. First, you have to develop 
a deep thirst and passion for him. Mm. You have a deep thirst for something. Oh, yeah, you do. And you have a deep passion for something. It's just not God. How do we get tired of hearing his word? How do we, how do we get bored with our creator? Mm. And you are created for his purpose. How come we don't want to hear songs and praises of our king? And you were created for that very purpose, to praise him, to worship him. We need to develop a hunger and thirst for our creator again, to get back into his presence. Respond to his presence. This is very key. Mm -hmm. How do I get back in my original environment in the presence of God? Respond to his presence. How do I respond to his presence? Oh, he tell you, oh, clap your hands. Mm. Shout with the voice of triumph. Mm. Meditate on my word day and night. He said, even put like frontlets on your eyes so you won't forget. <laughs> Tied around your neck. Remember me. Meditate. Ponder muse. He said, because when you walk away from my word, it's going to be just like a man who walks away from the mirror and he soon forgets who he is. Mm. We forget who we are. This is why I believe my father, my earthly father who's gone on, really tried to instill into us where we came from. What was in your bloodline? What you're capable of doing? Amen. On this side of the family, you're, you're capable of murdering. They will kill their own. Mm -hmm. And on this side, you have business entrepreneurs. On this side, they, 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 they depend on the, on the state, on the government to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And they're happy with very little. But they love great. But the business entrepreneur, they have hatred and jealousy in their heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is where you come from. This is why we need to know who we are and whose we are. And what's in your bloodline? Why do I have a pull and affinity to drugs or the alcohol or repeated offender when it comes to being incarcerated? That was on the one side of the family. At least six of the, my uncles, that's where they live in jail. Think about yourself. What's in your bloodline? And no matter how much you try in your own effort not to be that way, you find yourself being that way. Mm. You find yourself being a gossiper. That's on the other side of the family. Tear it down with your words. But this is why you've been born again. Amen. You needed an earth suit to come into his world. But now you've been born from above. And we have to get back into our original environment and the presence of God. Because every time you get out of your original environment, you become that old generation. Mm -hmm. I become that backbiting, word antagonizing, destroying person with my words that I speak. Jealousy, envy, strife. I become that again 
and my own efforts. And so will your children's children. Respond to his presence. Sing songs, melodies in your heart. Respond to the presence of God. He's always nudging on us. And whether you respond or not, it's up to you because you have the will to do it or not. And when you, every time you don't do it, it becomes awkward. Mm -hmm. It becomes inconvenient to serve God. Mm -hmm. It's inconvenient. You inconvenienced me to stand up. Now I have to stand up again. Mm -hmm. How many times are they going to read the scripture? Go I ahead. mean, come on. I'm hungry. You, we think about all these other things going on, what, what you're going to cook, what you're going to do. But when you do the things that you love to do, you are there physically and mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's real good. How do we get back into our environment? And when you're there, declare in the glory. Declare. Declare. That means speak. Speak. Proclaim. Frame your life. And fourth and last on the list is enter into his rest. A finished work. Something that you're trying to work yourself to do and you can't find any way, any light at the end of the tunnel to do that. That's really good. We must understand that this creative realm, the glory of God, it is valid. It's real. And we're not to try to stir up our faith. Simply act on what we believe. We have to stay before God's face and praise him. And as you begin to praise him, and it starts a good example for this, you are unaware <laughs> of how much problems you have. Mm, go ahead. Who won't do right? All the bills you owe. The aches and pains in my body. All the things that has been tormenting your mind mm -hmm. when you praise God, hmm. you are not conscious of them anymore. So why antagonize yourself and stay earthly bound? I just pray that today was a message when it really came to knowing and discerning the presence of God and anticipating the presence of his manifested glory that you are aware of when you're there and when you're actually in faith. A revealed period in time, the glory. And we're going to talk a little more in our next teaching on the different levels in the supernatural and how to operate and how to understand in the supernatural, how to thrive and live in the supernatural. Amen. Sounds Life to change forever. I, I'm talking about um, a life that's filled with, I was telling someone, I think it was Al, when Cindy was coming and praising God, I said, we're to be able to praise and be in that state of mind all the time. You determine that. I learned something, I always talk about my father, I learned something from my dad, it was most important, and didn't know it was a spiritual thing, uh, just about peace. Amen. He remained calm in all situations. Whether it was in a a death of a loved one or, you know, things that's going bad for us in our life. Even when he was stricken in his body with cancer, he said, those docs don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
and even to the very end because he loved life. He didn't give up. And I, I know he died in faith. Amen. And he was already healed. So this is something that we really have to get is that we have to learn how to enter into his rest. And this is something I often told many of my sisters about the peace. God shar shalom. Because his peace causes you not to be aware of all the antagonizing strikes of the enemy out at your mind. You're not even aware that you're being shot at because you're being protected and shielded. Your faith is your shield. Why are you right in here? You, you don't, you, you're not aware of the, the things. You are aware, but you're not aware to where it affects you. Uh, I know I'm in a fight, but I know the fight is already won. Amen. So I'm not struggling to win the fight because my peace goes before me. I've taken a stance in my life, people of God. And I'm, Apostle Paul, is, he's one of my mentors. <laughs> is that I've learned to be content in all of my ways. Truly. By experience. I've had none in my life. And I had great in my life. Mom, I've had a amount of money in my life to where I had no cares. To where I didn't have to look at the tags when I made a purchase. Didn't have to be concerned about any bills. And, and I've been in a place in my life to where truly I had nothing to eat. So I said, it must be time to fast. The time in my life where I had no transportation and, and I had to use the transit to get to where I was going. But I believe God. I was not moved by Dave, my situation. I was not moved by what was going on past or earthly. Mm -hmm. I was moved by, and I was pursuing what was heavenly. Amen. I was never in the current state. I was at the end, and I made my end my beginning. You didn't look down. Amen. 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 And that, that's what allows you to hold on to your peace. And that's what I learned from my dad, too. It's about it allowed me to focus. You're out of focus, Lala, when you cannot see clearly because of what's going on in your life. You make bad choices because my emotions have overtaken me. Fear, anger, anxiety. You can't sleep. All this crazy stuff going on in your life. It's because you lack the peace, the shar shalom of God. So I pray that today that this teaching has really taken you in another level of experiencing and discerning the glory a certain period of time, and his glory moves on, so don't miss it.